Good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone on the prayer call. What a beautiful morning it is today. I want to say thank you to the Lord this morning. I want to say thank you to Sister Tanika, our prayer call controller, who has started us off with that awesome, wonderful worship. The presence of the Lord, I believe, is truly on this call this morning. And, wow, it is a good, good morning right now. Well, I'm so glad to be on this call with you all. I pray that you're having a great morning so far. And we're about to uh, really get a nice, uh, delicious uh, breakfast in our devotion. But before that, let me uh, do our introductions. And before that, let me start with our day nine prayer of the fast. I hope you've been fasting with us. And if not, get in. Get in where you fit in right now. You can jump in right now anywhere in this uh, fasting and prayer time. So this prayer this morning says, Father, I rely on your grace in my life. Cause me to tap into your empowering grace to labor by faith. Father, activate your power within me. I will shore up every weak area in my life and boldly walk in your power in 2024, in the name of Jesus, and sanctify me, Father. Empower me with your grace and your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go. I pray that we are all being strengthened and that the Lord is sustaining you in your fast and that you're able to kind of push it just a little bit more, just a little bit more going further, like Jesus went further uh, in his prayer and further um, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, uh, let me introduce you to our team. This morning is, of course, myself, Elder Claude, as your facility facilitator. And and just as we uh, spoke uh, before, uh, Sister Tanika Smothers uh, is our prayer call controller who sets it up, and <laughs> she did a fabulous job with that awesome worship this morning, getting us in to the face of our God. We have for our devotion leader is none other than Minister Linda Lightfoot. Good morning, Minister Linda. How are you today? Good morning, Elder Claude. I am blessed on top and rising. How are you doing this morning? I am doing excellent, excellent. Uh, like I said, that worship uh, just about made me <laughs> go face down this morning. It was, it was good, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I pray we get back into that in the, in a little bit here. Well, I'm glad to have you on the call this morning. And our prayer warrior this morning, Intercessor, is 
uh, none other than Sister Victoria Wimberly, who will be praying over our prayer requests and praise reports. Good morning, Sister Victoria. How are you today? Good morning, Elder Claude, and good morning, Minister Linda. And I stand in agreement with you. That song, Just Want to Be With You, Lord Jesus, I'm so grateful to God this morning. So we got another opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Amen. Yes, I'm telling you, it was. It's a that's a wonderful song. I haven't heard that one. Well, um, or that version, I should say that version. Well, anyway, let's uh, get on with our devotion time, uh, Minister Linda. It is all yours. Good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom. This seventeenth day of January, twenty. 24. I want to say good morning to our bishop, good morning to Pastor Adrian, good morning to all visiting pastors and clergy, and good morning to you, the New Destiny worshiping family, friends, and guests. Our topic of discussion this morning is grace, the empowerment to accomplish his plan, coming from John 15, verses 1 through 4, and Acts 4:13, which reads as follows. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye, abide in me. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. In this passage of Scripture, Jesus is giving us a graphic illustration of the spiritual union of God and his worshipers. The fact that Jesus states that he is the true vine is an indication that there are false vines or imposters in existence. It's important that we understand the significance of the true vine. The vine represents the source, which is ready and able to supply every need to its branches to cause their lives to flourish. Imposters will play the role, pretending to be a source and sustainer, but literally have no substance. Let me share some insight into a grapevine. Years ago, my job sent me to visit and tour Inglenook Winery in Napa. I was given a tour by one of the winemakers to see how wine is made. Everything begins with the soil and the vine, and there were so many particulars about the vine itself. I came to understand very quickly that vines, like people, are high maintenance. Mishandling them can be detrimental to their destiny. He explained that the vines used to cultivate certain flavors and grapes that are to become wine are carefully selected from thousand-year-old vines originally from the Mediterranean region. And these vines are not Johnny-come-lately in nature. They are vines with a long history of cultivation and production. They are vines that have endured the test of the elements and time itself. Our Heavenly Father is the Ancient of Days, 
All things begin in him. Cuttings from selected vines are removed from the mother plant and brought to Napa and engrafted into existing vines. In other words, they are brought together, unified to grow into and to function as one plant. The engrafting alters the nature of the plant and its fruit. It takes a few years before the vine matures and begins to produce quality fruit. So much like us, the called out of the world into the body of Christ, made of many members but intended to operate as one body. Put apart from a vine, a a branch can produce nothing. It can obtain nothing. Its life, nutrients, and production are dependent upon its connection to the vine. Such is the life of the believer. There are snack daddies that will present themselves as kingdom citizens and teachers that Second Timothy 3 and 5 says they have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. They look religious. They sound religious, but when you get a closer look, there's no substance, no power demonstrated in their own private lives, no stability is instilled in the nature of the nutrition they peddle. The words they speak pump you up but do not sustain your spirit, whereas the true word of God will sustain you and enable you to endure the hardship like a good soldier. Remember, vines are high maintenance. Like people, you can't just leave them to their own devices. You'll wreck the crop. The crop will become infested with unhealthy and undesirable conditions. We as children of God cannot be left to our own devices. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And these vines must be maintained at a certain temperature. A certain level of moisture must be maintained. There must be inspections daily to ensure they're not infested with insects. And when the temperature is threatening to drop, heaters are turned on to raise the temperature. When there's a chance of it becoming too hot, Fans are activated to cool them. Irrigation maintains the moisture levels. We must remain in Christ that we may receive our sustenance from him and be empowered to grow to maturity. And when the flesh would rise, Holy Spirit constrains us and adheres us to righteousness. His fire burns away the works of the flesh. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 5 and 16, to the Laodicean church, he said, I know thy works, that they are neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. In other words, the works, workers, and their fruit are rejected because their temperature was straddling the fence. There was no true line of demarcation between kingdom principles and the principles of the world, not enough passion for God, no relationship. Also, the leaves of the vine cannot be allowed to overgrow on the vine because it will obscure the level of sunlight needed to produce the right level of sweetness. First John 1 and 7 says, but if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Any veering away from proper temperatures, moisture levels, etc., alters the flavor and the juiciness of the grape and its quality. 
And this determines whether the grape can be actually utilized to make wine. Bitter grapes make bitter juice and bad wine. The weather surrounding the grapes are monitored day and night in an effort to maintain the right level of sweetness, the right level of acidity to cause the harvest to be perfect. The soil plays a vital part in bringing nutrients to the vine through its roots. All the nutrients the branches and grapes receive comes from the vine. The vine is the source of everything the branches need to grow, mature, and produce fruit. Our Heavenly Father is the husbandman or the vine dresser. The husbandman or vine dresser plants and cares for the vine. God the Father planted his only son, Jesus, in the earth. Jesus, being the Son of God, demonstrated all that the Father is to us through his life. Luke 2.40 says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This was the result of his relationship with his father. He was groomed by God to be our Savior, and we are to be groomed by him through our relationship to reign with him when he returns. Jesus, the true vine, is to dwell in us, and we are to dwell in him. Acts 17.28 says, In him we live and move and have our being. Ephesians 5, 8 through 9 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. First John 1 and 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. We must position ourselves with John 5.30 in mind. I can of my own self do nothing as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. And as we seek his will, as we are engrafted into his Son, we being in him and he in us, our nature is changed and the quality of our fruit is also because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. We can stand in Galatians 2.20 and say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We can proclaim Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And Matthew 19.26, the B part says, with God, all things are possible. We are empowered by the spirit of the living God to adhere to his will and the kingdom agenda. Jesus is the source of our spiritual life the fountainhead of all spiritual fruitfulness, and we are the branches that spring forth from his eternal life, giving stem, his life-giving stem, and without him we can do nothing. But as we abide in Christ and remain in him and he in us, he will do his good work through us so that we will produce the spiritual fruit that only flows from him, real fruit, lasting fruit, that brings joy and glory to the Father. Remember, our life is hid with Christ, and it is only as his new life quietly works unseen within our hearts that we will bring forth fruit to his glory. 
Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. That's an awesome, awesome devotion. I pray this morning that you are listening and all have uh, really caught some of this uh, awesome, awesome truth this morning. I pray that each one of you, that you, what you heard, you know, all of us, you know, you have a better relationship that you're seeking for, especially through going through this fast today, um, this um, this month, that you pay attention to these words and you will find the fruit that you're looking for if you, like the word says, abide in him. Amen. Amen. Well, <clears throat> we will come back to Minister Lightfoot in a moment. Um, let's uh, go to uh, Sister Victoria this morning as she will lift up, you know, the prayers and the praise reports. And I pray that we all are on the edge of our seat and ready to pray and agree with her this morning. Go ahead, uh, Sister Victoria. Praise God for the word this morning from Minister Linda. Um, that was some gravy there that needed to be softened up a little bit. Um, I'm grateful to God that I have the opportunity to stand in the gap for those that have forwarded in a request for prayer because we know that we all need prayer at one time or another for something, for anything, and something that we're believing God for. And these are the prayers that we receive. We receive two prayers to stand in the gap for. And we know, again, as long as we rely on God's grace, that one, we can be able to labor, and two, we can be able to trust God. So I'm coming boldly upon the throne this morning, approaching God with these two prayers. We received a prayer from our own evangelist ministry at the church, and they're asking us that we continue to pray for many that are in need for housing, for jobs, for healthy conditions, and for mental state of minds, meaning that they're healthy in their minds. So Heavenly Father, we come boldly this morning upon the throne as we are your children, as you sit high and you look low, and we have a blood-bought right to approach you this morning. And, Father God, you see what the needs are because the eyes of what the evangelism ministry sees. So, Father God, we stand and we pray for those that are in need of housing, for those that are in need of jobs, for those that need to be healthy in their, in their spirits and in their bodies, and those, Father God, that the enemy is trying to attack, their minds that you created. Father God, we know that you can do all things and you can see all things. You know those individuals that are in need of these things. Father God, you, as you have indicated in your living word, that if you take care of the birds, the bees, the flowers, and the trees, oh, Lord, that you will take care of these people. These are your people, Father God, no matter what they're struggling, Father God. But let them think and let you speak into their spirits while they're out there in need, that you will speak into them and they will hear that small, tiny voice and that they will know that you're still on their side, even though they're being tested right now through their faith. And let it be that, oh, Lord Jesus, as you look upon them, that as they go, that you will keep them protected while they search. You will show them where to go, according to Isaiah 32, 17 to 18, where you will show them where to go left and not right, where to move forward and not backwards. You will guide them to their housing. You will put the per perfected person in their path for employment, oh, Lord, and that you will make sure that they are made whole 
because you will touch them unbeknownst to them, that you will touch them and you will heal them of anything that's going on in their healthy condition, Father God, as you speak it and declare it quietly, Father God, and you will use someone to be able to speak it and pray over them unbeknownst who they're praying for, Master God, and that their health will change, O oh Lord, and that, Father God, that you will clear up their mind as you did, Father God, when it was requested unto you to revert the years over their lives, Father God, and that you changed those years and gave them a new mindset and a healthier mindset and a younger mindset, Father God. We know that the evangelist team is your ministry, O oh Lord, because you told them as you have the evangelist team to go out as though they're the disciples going from door to day, seeking what the needs of are the people, Lord Jesus. So, Father God, we know that when we speak and believe and receive it, that you shall move on these individuals and that there shall be a ministry, Father God, of praise and worship, and we shall get a praise report about what you have done for anyone needing housing from this day, Father God, anyone needing employment that stands upon 75, Psalm 75 and 6 because the job doesn't come from man, the job comes from you, O oh Lord. And then anyone that has had a change in their health, Father God, and anyone whose mind is now staying on Jesus. Father God, we know you have the ability to do these things. If you've done it once, you can do it again. You are not a lover of just one, but you are a lover of all, O Lord. So we ask you to move and bless the ministry and let the praise reports come into the evangelism ministry about what it is that they believe that God would do for those that are in need. Because those are the ones that are on the front forefront, O oh Lord, and use them in a mighty way. We give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're about to do, Father God, because we know that you already know their needs before they did and before the ministry did. So bless and bless indeed, O oh Heavenly Father. And we give you the praise for this prayer prayer request. And we live in expectation of the, of the hallelujah praises for what you've done and the testimonies coming forth. Our second prayer this morning is coming from our minister, Anita Majette. She's asking us to pray, uh, to pray for her niece, Jumoki, if I've pronounced it right, Lord, who has been hospitalized for five days now with the swelling and pain. And the meds that they're administering, Father God, haven't been effective, and the doctors are not clear on what the root problem is. However, we know we have a God. Father God, she's also asking us to pray for her children's dad, Dominic. He's ill and has lost over 100 pounds, and his doctors haven't determined what the root cause of his illness is. But, Father God, we serve a mighty God, so we ask you right now to go forth to this family. Father God, the doctors may not know what's going on, but you do. For both occurrences, Father God, for her niece, Jumoki, and for her children's dad, Dominic. Father God, speak unto the doctors when they go into the room. Let it be that you will give them the wisdom because of the gift that you and you alone have blessed them with. Let it be that you will speak when they go into the rooms to see either one of them and that you will speak and tell them to do something special and that you will also guide the doctors in looking for what it is that is going on. You're a healer, O oh Lord. If you healed one, you can heal another. Move to their body, move to their bloodstream, move through every tissue, every organ, enlighten the doctors in which you gave them the gift to be able to do this work in which they're doing right now. Let it be that their bone marrows are strong. Let it be that their organs are strong. Let it be that their tissues are strong, O oh, Heavenly Father. Let it be that, Father God, that you shall raise them up within a matter of days, and Minister Anita will be able to come back and testify about the goodness of God and what it is that you can do. Heal, O oh Lord, 
Heal, Father God. Sustain your people for all of their needs that are in need right now. Because your glory shall be revealed. Your glory shall show, be showing others about the power of your hand. Let the power of your hand give the doctors an alarm about trusting you and praying before they go see their patients so that they will be able to say, Lord, guide me so that I can be, see what it is that you want me to see about those in need of being healing. Master God, move. Father God, let their strength have be strengthened even more because they're trusting you during this fasting period. Let it be that Jamoka, she's now praying and seeking you, Lord. Let it be that Dominic is now seeking and praying unto you, Lord. And let the manifestation of your glory be revealed in their lives for a change because now they will come to you boldly upon the throne, believing that you can heal them from the top of their heads to the sole of their feet, to the furthest of their left hand, to the furthest of their right hands, Lord. Bless them and let everyone that knows and everyone that sees know that there truly is a God that heals. So, Father God, let it be that they call unto you and let it be that they say they just want to be near you, O Lord, and heal their bodies of any and all infirmities and any and all requested word not submitted, O Lord. Do something for those individuals that are believing and receiving that you have all encompassing power because you are our Savior, O Lord. Let them speak out loud and declare and walk in expectation and give you the glory in advance for what you're about to do. Because you said that we can cry out for health and healing and that their bodies will be yours, oh, Father God, and they have a desire for good health. And that they will seek the truth that will make them free both spiritually and naturally with good eating habits, medications that are necessary, and the appropriate rest and exercise. And that you would do the word to heal them, Father God. We praise you. We glorify you because we do know that prayer of faith heals all things, Master. We give you all the praise this morning. We give you all the glory. And we live in expectation of both praise reports and healing reports from the evangelism team and also from Minister Anita. And we glorify you this morning because you are a mighty good God. And we thank you in advance for all that you're doing and for any and all prayers that are coming forth, there shall be manifestation of the needs and the healing met in the glorifying of our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Victoria, for your powerful intercessory prayer. And we declare in the name of Jesus that every, every one of those prayer requests shall shall develop into a praise report, and we look forward to hearing back about those things coming forward and uh, showing us that God, our God, has heard our prayers in faith. Amen, amen. Well, let's switch right back to uh, our Minister Linda Lightfoot, uh, Minister Linda. What more do you have for us this morning? Wine is emblematic of joy and jubilance. It's God's personal joy to be in relationship with his children and empowering us to glorify him. Relationship is the key to our being empowered to accomplish the plan of God. Relationship causes us to become filled with his spirit, relinquishing our desires, 
for his desires and rendering our bodies as living sacrifices as is our reasonable service. We can only accomplish his plan for our life in Christ. Outside of him, we are disconnected, broken, unable, and unfulfilled. I encourage everyone to abide in the vine. Father, we thank you for having planted your son in the soil of our hearts. Thank you for filling us with an insatiable intensity of passion for your kingdom agenda. Thank you for the empowerment of your spirit to sustain our strength and life to face what is humanly possible. We know that we have obtained the victory, not by power nor by might, but by your spirit. So thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And it is so. Amen. And it is so. Wow. Again, you, you, you always set the table up so well. Thank you this morning, uh, uh, Mr. Lightfoot. You just, wow, awesome, awesome. Thank you for that devotion. I pray everyone heard that and you've jump-started your day with uh, all this wonderful food. Um, if you couldn't keep up or take notes, I pray you just come back and, and hit the replay later on today and uh, get another dose or just come and get another dose of this. It's very, very rich and good. Um, so this morning I want to say Thank you all for being on the call this morning. And I felt that prayer. I felt both prayers this morning. Excellent job, uh, my dear friends and team. We have an awesome, awesome prayer team this morning, um, as always. And I pray that um, you're able to get through your day. I'm going to get through mine. I know that. Um, <clears throat> so this morning, I want to say... Uh, Please come and be present in the sanctuary tonight because you have a powerful empowerment word tonight. Amen. Come in. Come and be present tonight and, and, and get a word. Not only that, but be in the presence of the Lord because we are all tapping in right now and, you know, especially during fast time. But, you know, even before that, you know, you noticed our Wednesday nights have been ramping up, just getting more and more and more. So don't miss it. Come out tonight and be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, especially uh, in if you're in need of a word, you're, you're going to get one. You're going to get one. Well, uh, tomorrow is 5 a.m. prayer again on Thursday morning. Please join us. Uh, be there. And then this Saturday, as you know, our bishop has been asking all of us, the whole church, to show up on Saturday mornings uh, for prayer. So come on out uh, this Saturday morning, uh, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. It'll be here in Pittsburgh. Um, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Get up early. Come and and uh, and be in again in the presence of the Lord for prayer on 
Saturday. But please be in the house tonight. Don't want to miss you. Well, we thank God for everyone on this call. We thank you for your faithfulness and your hunger to get up and get after God early in the morning. And so, just as Minister Lightfoot has already prayed, I'm going to say thank you, and let's get back to worship, and we'll see you tonight.